It is estimated that every 39 seconds, a computer with internet access faces a hacker attack. Unfortunately, these attacks affect one in three Americans each year. And according to research by Cybersecurity Ventures, cybercrime damages will cost the world $6 trillion each year, representing the greatest transfer of economic wealth in human history. And to put that into perspective, that means it will be more profitable than the entire global trade of all illegal drugs combined. Hello and welcome to another episode of Preview of Tomorrow. I am your host, Mike Lake. In today's preview, we will look at the challenges and solutions for cybersecurity as I speak with Nathan Paul about how his company, Black Sands, is securing our connected systems to provide a more secure tomorrow. Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, President and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Welcome, Nathan, and thank you so much for coming. For our listeners, Nathan Paul is the CEO and President of Black Sands, a revolutionary company in the field of cybersecurity. Now, before we delve more into Black Sands, Nathan, please share with us, what is your biggest fear facing society over the next, say, five to 10 years or so? Uh, thanks, Mike, for having me. This is a great uh, pleasure to be with you and uh, the entire Leading Cities uh, group here. My, my, I, I'm, I'm excited about this to be able to share um, some of my thoughts around this because I think uh, it's something that impacts everyone, not just cities, but big enterprises, small enterprises and the like. And there are two competing kind of forces that are are um, kind of, for me, cringe factors. One is is complexity, um, that because we have so many wonderful things we're connecting across our cities, uh, we have legacy issues and new, new technologies we're bringing in. There's a huge amount of complexity coming in and all these different groups and remote access and everything else that's happening. That complexity um, is creating huge problems in productivity. We just can't get anything done anymore. We can't get new things put into place. And these great new ideas and technologies we're trying to bring are often getting just bogged down in these complex systems and including the, the architectures that are there. The second one is really the APTs or advanced persistent threats. Um, and this is uh, where Sometimes it's nation state or uh, can be really smart individuals. They're able to break into some system somewhere like a, a city or a network. Um, and this is different than like, you know, ransomware or a, a virus that can get in there and lock something up. This is an individual that's very intelligent or individuals that break in and then they go sideways and they create more and more holes and, they, and they're using every kind of malicious uh, tool in their in their in their back pocket to stay in and to cause havoc. And it's near impossible to get those out. So when you combine those two things together, um, it's really um, a recipe for havoc for cities uh, coming up in the future. As, I mean, we, we've all heard about, you know, certainly Atlanta, Baltimore, I think being two of the, the biggest challenges facing cities uh, in terms of uh, tax. Um, but this is, I mean, it's really not just about the threat to a city and shutting down city services and, and certainly the financial or economic uh, impact with, 
you know, an average of 18, uh, no, sorry, I take that back. Just Baltimore alone spent $18 million in, in recovery costs. Um, but it's, it's also about the individual, whether it's our private data, whether it's our smart home systems. I mean, we're all facing this threat. Is that right? Absolutely, because the more interconnected we are in these systems, and the more reliant we become uh, uh, upon them, uh, the, the greater the risk uh, that is there. So, you know, you can think of something as um, mundane as, you know, sewage treatment <laughs> facilities, right? Um, or, or water or um, uh, different distribution pieces like that. Well, I don't think about that a whole lot. I just want it to work when it's there. But those all have systems underneath it that um, if you were not handling that correctly are, are at risk to being shut off and, and, and damaged let alone the fact that many of these entities as they're connecting are connecting into our personal lives as well. Mm. Uh, so uh, we're dealing recently with uh, one of the big federal reserves in a, in a in, it's a national federal reserve um, that was just recently breached, horrible, horrible breach. Um, but because of the way they're connected with the banks, the very large banks that were there, uh, that bad actor was able to get into the banks and then down to the credit cards and identities and the accounts of individuals within those banks from this basically nation state federal reserve. So that interconnected piece impacts my physical life as well as kind of my cyber financial identity as well. And, and even small businesses. I mean, I, I remember seeing that on average globally, the cost of a data breach for small and medium-sized businesses can be $3.9 million on average. I mean, that can mm -hmm. sink a business. Instantly, instantly. And, exactly. Uh, and, and so and what's happening now is because the these small businesses are usually in a supply chain, right? You're connected to larger businesses, you're connected to other entities because the especially recently we've had these these massive attacks like the, this recent solar winds attack. Um, and, and as we're learning more about that and, and others, we're finding it's their supply chains that are the risk points on this. So some small entity did something a little bit that led the bad actor in. They got into solar winds and then solar winds, you know, that whole thing, pretty much every Fortune 500 company, all these nations and states and cities all across the globe are, are dealing with those repercussions because they got in that door. So what does so that mean I, for these small businesses then? You know, that means I've got to then raise my security standard to that of like a Fortune 500. How do I afford that? I mean, it's insane. Exactly. Exactly right. And and of course, I mean, we, we take for granted governments and, and – you know, talking about treasuries like we can print money endlessly, but that's not always the case, of course. Um, you know, one of the things I was recently reading, I'm going to actually read this to you. According to a study conducted by the National Association of State Information Offices, I know you know the organization well, about 50% of states do not have a committed cybersecurity line item budget. Even more concerning is the fact that 37% of states have seen a reduction in funding or no change at all. Now, we just talked about how the threat is increasing. What, what situation do you see forming as, as the reality of budgets come into play here for our, for our governments? So uh, a good friend of mine, um, who's one of the kind of top consultants at Accenture talks about the cybersecurity pandemic that um, is looming. Right. It, it, it is coming. And, and just the way like kind of this physical pandemic that we're dealing with right now is shut down society. This cybersecurity pandemic 
has that same ability to do that. And as we take our eye off the ball in terms of what we need to do with this, um, uh, we are leaving ourselves open to massive, massive risk and shutdown that will be far costlier in the future uh, having to deal with the cleanup than having to deal with trying to fix the problem that's uh, in front of us right now. Well, with all that being said, clearly there's a there's an issue that needs to be resolved. Tell us more now about Black Sands and and just let's maybe just ex- explain to to our listeners and viewers what exactly is Black Sands? What does it do to to help in this situation? So uh, Black Sands is is um, a next generation. Uh, uh, secure connections of service is what we call it. Um, so we basically are are kind of operating like a cyber old time telephone operator. You know, remember you see the pictures of the ladies who sit in the in the banks and go click click, sure. click 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 click. We're basically setting up point to point encrypted connections for anything that you need. So this is in a framework uh, that is called zero trust. Um, and it is something that is absolutely required today, but has mainly been just a conceptual idea in cybersecurity up until recently. Uh, and that zero trust idea is that you can't assume that your, your castle walls are secure any longer. Your perimeter has been breached, and it's not just in one place. It's like Swiss cheese. There's holes everywhere in it. So that means um, you don't have walls, and that's the way we've done cybersecurity in the past. Build very secure walls, and anything on the inside is safe, and anything on the outside is bad. Now we have to assume that everything on the inside is also exposed. So that includes IoT devices, it could be manufacturing equipment, it could be critical infrastructure equipment, it could be smart devices in your home, it could be you know, the million applications that are running. Whatever those things are, we have to assume that they're basically just sitting out in the wild west of the internet now. So zero trust basically says we're able to secure absolutely everything down to that kind of granular level. And so Black Sands is able to do that in a very unique way um, that uh, allows us in this kind of brokering of point-to-point encrypted connections to very simply and securely connect you, Mike, to one application or system that you have to have access to in your city, and nothing else is exposed in that. Uh, without massive, massive overhead of personnel or budgets or even time to do that. So uh, we, we, with, with this global pandemic that we're facing, we've seen such a migration of remote work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine it was certainly at the beginning before restaurants and cafes closed, you have people working from home on their personal laptops, accessing uh, Wi-Fi connection in a public uh, cafe, for instance all of which create greater points of vulnerability, right? So that's today's situation. But what is it? Black Sands has been around since before this pandemic. So what is it that got you uh, started? Well, so we actually started, uh, I I was involved in a different company uh, before this, another startup where we created a a collaborative ecosystem for advanced engineering and R&D. And so basically what it was is understanding that very complex things that you purchase today, airplanes, automobiles, doesn't matter what it is. Uh, They have an entire supply chain that's involved in the development of the technology and the delivery of that technology. So it's not just one company. When you buy a car from a a Tesla, it's not just Tesla, but there's a whole supply chain that's building all the parts and engineering this. Well, we realized when we were trying to build this ecosystem uh, to allow all these individuals to connect and to do this work, that it was near impossible to securely 
um, control and identify every individual across all these disparate parties that are constantly moving and to make sure that, again, Mike, if you're the, let's say the engineer needs to work on a part, that you're the right engineer working on the right documents in there and no one else has access mm -hmm. to that. Uh, without having any idea where you're coming from, because you could be traveling or doing what? Well, we, we couldn't figure out how to solve that problem with any existing technology, so we built something for that. Then we said, this technology we built for that, um, with the emergence of IoT, remote work, all this different collaborative tools that are out there, we said, this is a huge, huge need that's going to explode. So we shifted and pivoted and kicked out Black Sands. Well, congratulations for that. So. Tell me, in our last few minutes here, what, what does the world look like as Black Sands is spread across um, industries and geographies to protect us? So at a really high level, what we are trying to bring is freedom in a hyper-connected world. And if you think about this, if I'm an individual, a small company, large entity, a city, whatever, um, Freedom is the ability to choose if, when, and where, and how I want to connect to other entities. Um, and in so many situations today, the way things are connected, I don't have that ability to control that. My identity is flying around all over the place. People have access to all my stuff inside my house, and they're opening up baby cams or whatnot um, and looking in. My business is being breached. All of these connections are a threat really to my, my life and, and kind of kind of that core liberty of me being able to do what I need to do uh, to survive. And so what Black Sands wants to do is bring that control back to the individuals or the businesses or the entities that are there to say, I know exactly at a granular level um, who I'm connected to, when I'm making those connections, what those connections are, where they originate, and even why that is there. And a granular level being able to give knowledge and control of every connection to those that need that. And we think that that actually provides more productivity um, in the internet, in the wild west of the internet, because now I, I'm, I'm more free to move around because I know what I'm doing and I'm, I'm less worried about the risk uh, and all the problems associated with kind of being connected to the internet. I can now get something done very effectively and efficiently um, without the risk. So, Okay, I'm going to throw in one last question here. <laughs> um, for an individual, myself, for instance, mm -hmm. you know, we we all wear our different hats. You know, your your family hat, your work hat, your whatever. So, in all of these aspects of life, we all have these digital components: laptops and cell phones and smart mm -hmm. devices and whatnot. Uh, as we said before, each one is a point of vulnerability. What are, what are some of the, the tips you might have for, for an average person like myself uh, to better protect not only myself, but the networks that I'm attached, uh, connected to? I, I think that that's uh, a really good question. I think one of the big ones, and, and I remember telling um, my family this early on, is that whenever I'm connecting to things, I need to assume that I'm connecting to the world. And a lot of times the technologies we're using make us think that, oh, it's just this small group of people mm -hmm. or it's a very safe thing. Connectivity today, the way it's done in kind of the traditional sense, it's like letting your small child walk around downtown Manhattan by themselves, right? You, you would never do that. And so you got to be cautious. You always have to have kind of that radar up on that. So that means whether it's on emails, if I don't know you, I'm not clicking on stuff. I'm not going to places I shouldn't be going. I have to assume always that 
you know, others are watching and recording what's happening on this. Um, those assumptions are, they might seem kind of paranoid, but that's what happens when you really are, are out in the wild west of the internet. And I think that that's really in, important in there. The other thing is, I think as an individual, um, we begin to look to trusted sources on this. And this is a very complex thing, but when I find companies or organizations that uh, are doing a good job at protecting me, I begin to trust them more. And, and, and I stick with them and, I, and I'm listening always to what they're doing. Are they making money off of selling me down the river or are they, um, are they actually worried about how I am being protected in the midst of that? And I think today we're seeing a big divide in that. And in that divide, um, I'm really paying attention to those that are that are genuinely concerned, not just in words, but in their actions on individuals, small businesses, big businesses, cities, whatever our, our kind of our freedoms in the midst of this connected world. Oh, well said. I mean, that's that's great advice to live by in this hyper connected world that we now live in. Well, Nathan, listen, thank you so much. I, I'm sure there are others like myself who want to learn more about this and, and to be better protected. Um, and, and basic stewards of that protection for whichever organizations we're, we're a part of. How is it that uh, people can can best learn more about you, Black Sands, and the solution you're providing? Thanks. You can go to our website, uh, blacksands, with an S, inc.com, uh, or you can email us at info at blacksandsinc.com. Um, and we'd love to, to follow up with you. We typically work uh, with uh, large integrators and consulting companies uh, when we're uh, doing implementations. So you can you know, reach out to our friends at Accenture and others uh, like that as well. So, Terrific. Nathan, thank you so much for enlightening us on, on these very real uh, and present threats of cybersecurity. And uh, we look forward to, to having you back again. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. In addition to thanking our guest, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.